There seemed to be a never-ending squad of boogeymen running around and scaring people in the night. But it seems there's one particular beast that captivates people's imagination more than most others. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true dog-man horror stories. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp, and stories like yours that truly help keep this show going. Now, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true dog-man horror stories. Hey swamp folk, one last thing before we get into these stories. IP Vanish has sponsored this video. IP Vanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computer, tablet, phone, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're doing, what you're reading, what you're searching, even what you're watching. Whatever it is you're doing. That's pretty important because what you're doing on the internet is no one else's business but yourself. IP Vanish helps you remain anonymous and secure on the internet. For listeners of the show, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 65% off. That's just $349 for the first month or $3149 for the year. IP Vanish comes with a ton of cool stuff. You get an anonymous IP address. This means your personal IP address can't be tracked by anyone on the web. You can circumvent any online censorship. IP Vanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70 plus locations. You can get protection when using public Wi-Fi. Remember, with IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. You get 24-7 support. You can email them, chat with them, and even call them. They're there to help. So, go to ipvanish.com swamped. Claim your 65% savings. This is the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IP Vanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot. And that's with more than 6,000 reviews. Show these guys some love, they're repeat sponsors, and help the show out a lot. Remember, it's ipvanish.com swamped to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. That's a 65% saving. Now... Let's get into these stories. I have been hesitant on sharing this story for a while, mainly since I do not want anyone ever thinking that I or any other person in this story is crazy. Although saying this actually happened sounds very cliche, but I can assure you the following stories are true. Now, before I begin the first story, just for a bit of background, I am an intern for a church that does work on a Navajo reservation site helping the community on people's homes like roofing repair, repainting, and interior fixing. 8 to 5, with good pay and nice people. So overall, I'm happy with this job. And a bit of a disclaimer, I am not trying to offend Navajo tradition in any way. This is just a first-hand story on what is currently happening on my trip. Over the past two months of internship, I had begun to grow close with some of the residents on the reservation. One lady that I got to know well was the superstitious type, like never be outside at night or other random things such as that. But the biggest taboo, I was to never mention, mainly because I was told by my superiors, was Navajo folklore like skimwalkers and other bumps in the night. However, 
One day it was quite different in the sense that the question was just burning within me. I was on my lunch break after wrapping up painting parts of her house, and she sits next to me on her porch, and we talk for a while. But I finally feel comfortable enough to ask her about any folklore and stuff like werewolves or anything of that sort. I did not really expect a response. I thought maybe she would quickly say no, then change the topic. But if anything, I was more scared I may offend her. But to my surprise, she turns her head, looking toward the outside scenery, hesitates, but then says, Yes, I know some, and I've experienced it too. She proceeded to tell me a description of the apparent equivalent to a dogman or a werewolf. To paraphrase, she said, Werewolves look like normal people but masked in white paint, covering their face, arms, and chest. Their whole body will be white as a corpse, covered with black symbols, quite possibly related to the devil or something. More specifically, they are grave diggers and necromancers as well. They dig bodies up only to steal jewelry, although they may perform other acts to corpses as she quickly strayed away from going into too much detail about that. Werewolves also get their power from the devil. That is how they are able to possess with such supernatural strength and endurance. I was surprised to hear this. Although I figured werewolves and dogmen and stuff like that would not look anything like they did in Twilight or Scooby-Doo, although deep down, I thought she sounded a bit crazy. Before I could ask more questions about these werewolves, she began to tell me her own interaction with these supernatural beasts. Her story still gives me chills. She explained that one day, she and her husband were driving on the curvy roads alongside the mountains, only to find a woman with her face covered by her hands. She was kneeling in the middle of the road, appearing as though she was crying. The woman looks up towards the car's headlights to reveal the same white paint and sacrificial symbols mentioned previously. Her husband honked his horn and quickly slams on the brakes only to be too late, and hears the loud thudding cracking of the woman's bones and splashing of blood all over the windshield. Once she and her husband stop the car safely and process what just freaking happened, they quickly run over to the spot where they hit the woman. However, when they reached the spot, there was no body. But not only that, there was no trace of blood either. Just as a side note, this part of the reservation had some cliffs, but it was relatively flat land, so it would be obvious to tell where someone went, especially if they just got hit by a car. Puzzled by what the possible explanation could be for this occurrence, she and her husband drove back home, trying to neglect the thought that they had just witnessed a werewolf. However, being the non-paranormal believers they were at the time, they tried to just close this occurrence off as them just losing their minds. As interesting as her story was, this got me thinking, is it possible for this werewolf story to be true? Or is this her own way of describing a skimwalker or another supernatural phenomenon? Because she did not think I knew what a skimwalker was at the time. The question kept circulating through my head. So, as you would expect, the following nights made it harder for me to sleep comfortably. Because of that, during the work days I would feel more and more mentally drained, almost paranoid. At the end of the week, around 6, I was sitting in the car driving back to the church site and was in the mental state of mind where I was half awake and half asleep. My buddy was driving and claimed that he wanted to pull over to the gas station that was near the church to grab a couple of snacks to munch on during our debrief time in our cabin. Since I was too tired to argue, I said fine and laid my face against the window and tried to doze off while I waited for my friend. 
However, I had the weirdest feeling that I was being watched. So naturally, I opened my eyes and looked out the window. I didn't see a thing. However, when I turned my head at the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a white figure, just as the woman described previously. I looked back, and nothing was there. But I swear, I swear on everything, I saw something. Since it was beginning to get darker outside, I quickly sat up in my seat to readjust my vision. But when I looked back out the window, it was almost as though the figure vanished. Perplexed, I stepped outside the car and looked around, but there was no trace of a creature even existing. My buddy came back out and questioned what the heck I was doing. Debating whether I should tell him, I decided to say, Oh, I was just getting some fresh air. Let's head out. The following days have been even worse for me. My mood is getting worse. I'm feeling way more paranoid, and I think something is out there. And at night, I can almost swear that I hear a scream in the far distance. Everything outside just looks 100% scarier to me now, because there's barely any outside light besides the moonlight, so everything has more of an exaggerated appearance. But believe me, I know I sound crazy, but the worst part is, if I tell anyone, they will probably think that I'm actually crazy. So, I've been debating whether I saw this werewolf, dogman, whatever, or if I just was tired and my eyes were playing tricks on me. I hope someone can find some sort of answer to this. I would like to share an encounter I had in 2005 or 2006. I was 10 or 11 years old at the time, and it happened on my grandparents' property, out in the country near Denmark, which is southeast of Green Bay. The land out there is mainly farmland, with patches of woods every so often. My grandparents own a few acres of land, and on the far right of their land, there's a thick patch of woods and a swamp that goes on for quite a bit before hitting another farm field. I was standing on the back deck, shooting cans with my BB gun. It was a hot and muggy morning in July, and all morning outside, I just had this eerie feeling that I just could not seem to shake. It was like I was being watched but every time I would look around the front yard, I could never see a single thing. I would just keep going back to shooting cans when I felt the feeling again. I started scanning the tree lines of the woods. This time is when I saw it. It was standing next to a tree. It was large, larger than anything I've seen around here. When I got older, I went back to that tree to try to get an estimate on the height. I would say it was around seven to maybe seven and a half feet tall. The only way I can compare the body is to that of Arnold Schwarzenegger. This thing was yoked. It is unreal how big its shoulders were. Its arms and chest were also massive. It was almost like this thing worked out daily. It was covered in gray fur that was shaggy and thick on its shoulders and down part of its body. I know when people describe Dogman, you hear a lot of, it looked like a timber wolf standing on two legs or it had the head of a German shepherd. This was not at all what I saw. The head and face looked like a werewolf. It had pointed ears on the top of its head. Its eyes were yellow and almost seemed to glow even in the daylight, and it was snarling with lips open. It almost seemed to be smiling. The look and smile on this thing's face were pure evil. Sinister is the only way I can describe it. I do not recall if it had a tail or not, 
and I felt like the legs looked like that of a human and not bent like a dog's. However, I was mainly looking at the head and body, so I can't be sure. After what had only been about 10 seconds but felt like hours, without warning, it broke eye contact with me and took off sprinting to its right. It went through some thick brush, emerged further down the tree line, and took off into the woods. The thing is, no person, no normal human being, could clear that. It cleared it in only a matter of seconds, running through very thick brush, at least 50 to 60 yards. Being terrified, I went back into the house and did not go outside for the rest of the day. Funnily enough, my aunt came over later and said, I heard some strange things outside last night. I've been meaning to tell you, but I didn't want to freak you out. I did not tell her what I saw, thinking she would think I was crazy or making it up, but I insisted she tell me. She said she had heard a loud growling and snarling walking around the house the previous night, unlike anything she has ever heard before. I still visit my grandparents quite often and have not seen anything since. I have not heard of any other reports from the area, but I know there were a few Bigfoot sightings just down the road back in the 60s or 70s. I've never really heard about encounters from Norway, Scandinavia. Not even really Europe either. But here's my story. For a little bit of background information, I'm a 27-year-old guy from Norway who lives in the western part of the country. I work and have a girlfriend. I'm 194 centimeters tall, or 6'4 in the US. I weigh 230 pounds, I'm fairly athletic, and I'm not really scared of much. But that night, I was intensely scared. I haven't walked, camped, or done anything in the woods ever since. I have been in the woods since, but not in this particular part of the country, I guess I should say. I have always loved the forest. It's so quiet and peaceful. I love being alone, actually. If I have spare time, I always like to do things outside. Whether it be fishing, jogging, playing soccer, basketball, hiking, or whatever, really. Now, on to the encounter. The day was seemingly very normal. It was a Saturday afternoon. I had packed my tent and some food and was heading out to a local mountain. I wanted to go for a one-night camping trip. It wasn't a very difficult hike, but it was a very steep one. After two or three hours, even though I'm in respectable shape, I'm heavy and long, I was pretty tired. I didn't have any mobile phone or a clock with me, but my best guess is that it was around 8pm. It's not that easy to guess the time, since the sun is up almost all day and all night when it's summertime in Norway. It was a nice and clear Norwegian evening. It was the typical summer weather. I made a fire and cooked some food. I had a couple of hot dogs and a pack of marshmallows with me. After a couple of hours, I had eaten my food. I honestly felt a little sick because I probably ate 10 too many marshmallows. I had enjoyed my meal and taking in the heat of the fire, thinking what a lovely evening it was. Eventually, it started to get somewhat dark. I'm gonna have to guess that the time was somewhere around 11pm or midnight. I had planned to kick back and read, but it became a little too dark to do that. Sure, I could see and all, but it became a little hard on the eyes to concentrate on the letters. I probably was a little too tired also. Suddenly, I heard a noise to my right. It sounded like it was coming from a bush. I turned to look in that direction and saw something just standing there. It was standing to my right and kind of ahead of me. I've listened to many reports, and they all say the same thing. 
This creature normally is between 7 and 9 feet. This one really wasn't that big. I would say it was probably 6 feet at the most, but it shook me hard. In one moment, I was enjoying a nice evening by myself, and in the next moment, I felt extremely startled. It was breathing heavy, like a very tired man, but it sounded animal-like, wild and weird. It sounded like it almost had throat problems or had slime stuck in its throat or something. I really don't know how to describe it with writing. I was still sitting there at this point and I just looked at it. I believe I was actually frozen in fear. I have never encountered anything other than a deer in the woods. The most dangerous animal we have in the area is probably a fox. The creature was frozen as well. It was standing on two legs with its arms down at its side. I can't say how many seconds we were both like this. Of course, it felt like forever, an eternity. I couldn't see its eyes because they were dark and kind of in the shadow of its brow or sockets, and it also had some hair, but its head was fixated on me. What I could tell was that it was just sitting there, paying attention to what I was doing. I didn't utter a word at it or yell. It just wasn't something I considered doing. I was way too scared to make the first move. Now you know how a cat slowly moves its paw ahead. When it thinks it's safe or when it thinks it's prey, is it paying attention? Well, to me, that's exactly what it started doing. This incident ended with me throwing a handful of red glowing sticks from the fire at it. When I did that, it bolted. I haven't seen anything since, but I'll keep you updated if I do. I hope somebody in the comments can help me figure out what this was, but I'm pretty sure it was a dog man. I will start off by saying that this is not my story, but it was such a crazy encounter that I have since asked each of my friends through the years to recount the events. This happened around the year 2000. About a year after this took place, I started dating one of these friends, and that is when I first heard about this dogman or werewolf story. I have since asked each friend over the years and miles apart, and they remember it all the same. Before my ex was even my boyfriend, let us call him Jack, he and our other friends were about 17 to 18 years old. At that age, I remember it being an adventure to find a place to smoke. Let's hike to blank and go smoke, you know, the good old days. It was Jack and his best friend Brent, and their girlfriend Stevie and Megan. The four of them decided to drive to Mount Pisgah, a beautiful wooded area outside of Eugene, Oregon. It is more of a hill, but it's nature in its prime for sure. I have been out there many times growing up, and I know exactly what trail they were on, the main one that connects to the parking lot and the river. They had driven in Brent's little white sedan, parked it in the parking lot, and went over to the river. On the way to the river from the parking lot, there is an exceedingly small bridge that crosses a small creek, relevant for later. The group spent the day out there, swimming and puffing, puffing and swimming, just being typical Oregonian teens. I can imagine that eventually they got hungry, and that's what drove them to go home after a few hours as the sun began to set. Either activity alone is bound to get someone hungry, let alone both. So, they walked along the well-worn main dirt path to the parking lot. This path has since been paved according to Google Maps. It does not take more than 20 minutes or so for them to get back to the little footbridge by the parking lot that they had crossed when they hiked in. When they reached this small footbridge near the parking lot, Brent looked out into the vast field between them 
and the wooded mountain and noticed a huge dog near the tree line about 100 yards away. They all later described it as the biggest dog they had ever seen in their lives. The dog was just sitting there, not necessarily looking scary or menacing by any means, just looking like a humongous, friendly dog. It was starting to bark, but from Megan and Jack's descriptions and the drawings she did for me later in about 2005, it was a very shaggy and furry-looking dog. I may even still have that notebook where she drew the dog thing. If I find it, I will definitely send it into the show. My friends continued to walk across this small wooden bridge and one of the girls screamed. The big dog was now on its hind legs, standing much closer than what they had seen just a couple of seconds earlier. It had traversed most of the large field in the seconds it took them to cross this 10-foot long bridge. Whatever this thing was, it was quiet, fast, and stealthy. My four friends ran to the car and they had the classic, cliche, I can't get the key in, because Brent was fumbling madly for the keys. At this point, the dog was standing on its hind legs at the very edge of the parking lot, looking at them. Still, it had the dog face. It still had the dog body, but it was standing up. They never saw it walking on all four or just two. It was like every time they looked at it, it would just be standing there, closer. As Jack had said, every time they looked up, this thing was closer but not moving. All of them recounted how surreal it was to see a dog standing on its hind legs. I couldn't tell you for the life of me if it ran for a few ticks and then stood up again, or if it was just teleporting. I don't know. Whatever this thing was was stalking them, though. This was in Lane County, Oregon in the year of 2000. There are few, if any, bears out there. It would be odd, but then again, I was not there. The kids got into the car and sped off, leaving the Pisgah dog to do whatever it wanted to do. I have never had a reason to doubt any of their stories. In fact, Stevie doesn't really like talking about this at all, because it's far too creepy for her. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Dogman horror stories. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this a 5-star rating as that truly helps me out a ton. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video, as I upload them almost every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, whether it's a dogman encounter or something different, please be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp and stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the run and still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller Scary Stories but don't have YouTube Premium, no need to worry. You can download your favorite Swamp Dweller Scary Stories absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you would like to support the Swamp outside of hitting that like button and giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, it would be very cool if you checked out our merch store. We've got t-shirts, face masks, hoodies, and more. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting the swamp the way you do. 
I would love to know what story was your favorite in the comments down below. I'd have to say that first one was probably mine. Much love to IP Vanish for sponsoring this video, and thank you to you guys for always coming back to the swamp. I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.